Welcome, everybody, to another episode of the Marvel Guys Podcast. As always, I am your host, Jordan, and on my left is my co-host, Spencer. What is good, everybody? What is good in the neighborhood? Mm. Friendly neighborhood, Spider-Man, everybody's talking about him. Yep. It's it's Peter Parker, did you hear? No, actually, I haven't heard anything about anything of a trailer or anything going on right now. <laughs> it's been exposed. The whole Marvel Universe knows that it's Peter Parker now, so it's it's kayfabe. It's 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 all in the in the, the happening right now. Everybody yeah. everybody knows. Yeah. But uh looks like we're about to forget real quick. So mm. let's get all this uh talked about before they, they switcheroo us and give us a, a Doctor Strange trailer that undoes everything from the <laughs> Spider Man film. Yeah. So today's topic is really strongly favored towards Spider-Man. We will discuss uh, the trailers of the Eternals and the little sneak peek trailer that we got from uh, Shang-Chi. Mm -hmm. Shang-Chi. Shang-Chi. <laughs> yeah, Shang-Chi. And I just can't wait, but I think we know what's on everybody's minds right now. And so let's not waste any time. Mm. Uh what the heck was going through your mind when we saw that bomb of a trailer drop? Oh my gosh. So uh um the first thing that was made evidently clear to me is you remember how in WandaVision everybody was like pointing and like, oh, that's Mephisto, this is Mephisto. That's it became a running joke after yes. a while. And then when we didn't get Mephisto, it became even more of a joke. Because then every big reveal, we were like, oh, it's Mephisto. Dude, if there was ever a time for anyone to assume that anything is Mephisto in any Marvel property, it is right here, right now. Um, because a couple things came away, like came to my mind right away. Uh, and this is completely out of order from where the trailer is, because the trailer starts off with like Peter Parker and uh, MJ on the roof talking about stuff, whatever. But when we first see Dr. Strange in the trailer, number one, there's a bunch of snow and ice everywhere, which uh, in like thematic representation is actually uh, like ice and snow are actually centered towards like hell. It's not fire and brimstone and all of this other stuff. It's actually snow and ice. Snow and ice symbolizes death and uh, I believe snow and ice are, or cold is mentioned in Dante's Inferno in reference to like hell. So um, that's one thing that came to mind right away. And also the story that we're being like, that's laid out in front of us. Like Peter Parker's wanting people to forget who he is. Very reminiscent of uh, One More Day um, for those that don't know. So comic run by Joe Quesada. Uh, with Spider-Man and Mephisto, where I believe um, Peter Parker's trying to bargain with Mephisto for Aunt May's life back, something like that. Yeah, and, it's, it's in that ballpark. Yeah, Mephisto has him do some other things like marrying Mary Jane. Uh, it's kind of a crazy story, but that's what we—that's what we're probably going to get here. A deal and, with the devil. Yeah, not metaphorically. Yeah, and, and I think that this is exactly what uh, is going to happen here. Because another thing that I think came to mind was 
okay, if you're Doctor Strange and and I get that this is like comic related and like you know, it's a movie whatever. If you're Doctor Strange and you've been through this battle with Thanos with somebody, especially Peter Parker, uh who you know, when you see him come into the Sanctum, you're not going to like that interaction seemed a little weird to me. That seemed like a very much like a rehearsed thing mm-hmm. from Doctor Strange. So leads me to believe that maybe this actually is Mephisto and that this is a good time to think that something is Mephisto. What I, th- I, I agree that it's, it makes the most sense. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of why I, <laughs> I don't think that's what we're getting here. Yeah. I think once again, I believe Mephisto is being represented in some fashion as an entity who kind of is affecting people's decision making, yet not currently present. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I, I think I think some people overlook that immediately because this Doctor Strange thing is really weird. Um there's a lot of odd stuff going on. One, he has the eye of Agamotto. Yeah. Which was destroyed. Yep. So if you're like cosplaying Doctor Strange, you would wear the time stone. But if there's no time stone to be had, then where are we even going with that in the first place? There's another part of the trailer that I think kind of indicates at that. Okay. Hooks at that. And then you go to obviously his appearance is a little bit different. Mm-hmm. Um, people have noted like the hair and stuff. Um, I, it just seems a little bit odd that he's walking around wearing a heavy coat. You know, mm-hmm. like. It's funny. Mm-hmm. It's hilarious. Um, but he's wearing a big coat. And then in the train scene, he's in all black with no cape at all. Mm-hmm. So a cape, not a cape, a cloak. Yeah. Um, all black has always represented a heel turn of sorts, a, a, a bad yeah. vibe from somebody. It represents like funeral clothing, death. Mm-hmm. Um, and And he was basically just not looking like Doctor Strange. So I'm all in to the, there's something up with Doctor Strange here. Mm-hmm. And it makes so much sense with uh, Multiverse of Madness coming and the clash between him and Scarlet Witch that maybe we might not get Scarlet Witch's bad versus Doctor Strange's good or the other way around. We might just get two people that are, in the process of changing a metamorphosis as they're learning how to deal with the powers that they all of a sudden are consumed with. Yeah. Um, and so I think we could be leading there. And then in the trailer, we heard, um, I can't remember the exact words, but it. I'm 99% sure that was Dr. Strange saying, be careful what you wish for. Um, and so mm-hmm. if that was him, he's the one that did it. He's the one that winked at, at Peter. He's the one that defied Wong's wishes and went a- ahead and you know worked with this spell. And so to me, that line is like half Doctor Strange, half Mephisto saying, you know, be careful what you wish for. There might be a hint of truth in that, or there might be a, a I need to tell my my bad guy story, you know, yeah. give hints as to the scene of the crime. So I'm I'm pretty pretty on the train for 
we've gotten so many Mephisto hints. <laughs> it's that not, yeah. It, it's it's almost like they're telling you it's on the way, and mm-hmm. we're gonna tease you, and then by the time it comes, you're not gonna believe it because you're gonna yeah. be so strung along. I, I think that this isn't Mephisto. It's just it, I like I said, I think that if there was a time to be like, oh, this might be Mephisto, it's probably now. I think that they are possibly doing something with uh, like Scarlet Witch because the wink. The wink was very representative of Agatha Harkness. Uh and last time we left off, Agatha was like kind of like subdued. Um I would assume still has some of her power, but uh she said basically if you like you know where I'm I'm at if you need me in a in a way. So like um I would assume that maybe uh Wanda is trying to save her kids because the last time we saw her she was using like the astral projection to harness the powers from the dark hold um and tap into that and we heard the kids crying out you know so this is possibly her way of uh tearing a hole in space time like dr strange says potentially i don't know there's there's a lot of of things to speculate here a lot of almost too much yeah yeah a lot of holes a lot of plot holes a lot of plot holes um (laughs) that are just like black holes you know we need to you know Go over these roads again. It's really incredible <laughs> how far we've come. Mm-hmm. In many ways, you know that that can be a, a quadruple entendre with with what's going on here. Mm-hmm. Um, we'll kind of go through the trailer here and and talk about it. Maybe not scene by scene, but thought by thought. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, just kind of continuing with that, like Doctor Strange being this involved really changes things. Yeah, because. To, to be open and candid with people that maybe haven't heard us talk about Spider-Man before, um, one of my biggest theories or ideas was that, uh, actually, <laughs> I wasn't that far off. Um, I, I said, I think Peter Parker, actually, I think, I don't know if I said I think, but I said, this is what I would do. Peter Parker goes to Doctor Strange and says, hey, everybody knows who I am. Mm-hmm. Can you do something about that? And in yeah. my world, it was, can you put me, uh, or in my world, Doctor Strange was to uh, give him uh, mentors of alternate Spider-Men to kind of help him uh, learn mm-hmm. and help him uh, be mentored. So uh, I actually kind of hit the nail on the head on the the going to Doctor Strange for help, but I guess that was a little bit obvious. Um but what might be happening here is instead of him learning from Spider-Man, he might be learning from Spider-Man's mistakes. He'll be taking on these villains that I believe Doctor Strange brought intentionally. Yeah. I think Doctor Strange is not only behind this, but I think whatever's happening with Doctor Strange right now, he wants to get ahead of it Mm-hmm. And in doing so, accidentally kind of broke free these alternate reality villains because he knows if the alternate reality villains go to the wrong place, they can do some damage. And so he probably wants to keep them all sheltered. And I think 
in his attempt to shelter them, they got out. And now Spider-Man is left with the battles of all his previous Spider-Men all at once, which is pretty incredible. Yeah. One of, one of the coolest things, though, that I think we're kind of underselling is uh, Kang and everything that happened in Loki. I don't know, and, and then this is me not doing my homework, but I don't know the correct timeline of events thus far. Um, so are we looking at a potential thing where Doctor Strange is trying to cast the spell and then... Kang dies or he who remains dies and then that's what happens when that whole like room like explodes and comes back together because if that's what happened we're not just getting the Spider-Man villains from the past we're getting the other Spider-Man too because now you're opening a door of the multiverse and if you're getting those villains you're getting those other Spider-Man too I hope so yeah (laughs) yeah I think so. Even if it's just one of the other ones, which would more likely be Toby Toby Maguire, hundred percent. Yeah. Um, even if it's just him, like that's a massive W. But like also, that's Matt. Like that. Oh my gosh, that's okay. Yeah. So when Alfred Molina appears on the screen in the trailer, mm-hmm. just walk with me here. He says hello, Peter. Yeah. In a boy, it's good to be back kind of face. Yeah. And tone. And so walk with me here and I'll, I'll, I'll let you respond. Okay. Okay. Um, when he sees Peter, there, there's two trains of thoughts that go through my brain. Uh huh. I'm right there with you. One is this isn't even a train of thought, but this isn't obvious to me. They intentionally are either double reversing us or intentionally making it look completely obvious that when he says hello, Peter, and they cut to Tom Holland. It's so completely obvious it's a different scene. Mm-hmm. That has nothing to do with what he's saying to whatever Peter he's seeing in front of him, which leaves us with the option that they are either very cognizant that that looks fake and we are to assume that it's Tobey Maguire or they just put it in there because that's what you do in trailers. You make things look pieced together. So from that, how I take it is there's two options. He's not going to say hello, Peter, to Tom Holland's Spider-Man, in my opinion. Mm -mm. So that either means he's seeing Peter Parker, Tobey Maguire, or he is seeing Tom Holland as Tobey Maguire because that is how somebody from an alternate reality would see the current Spider-Man. I'm not sure which is which, but I'm leaning towards that's a Tobey moment. I like where you're going with that. I had a different way of looking at it, but similar, very similar, Um, because I see it as there's two things that came to mind, too. And you kind of alluded to one of them in in the sense that, like, okay, if if this is his introduction scene, which we don't know if it is or not, but if this is his introduction scene to the movie, how the heck is he going to know who Tom Holland Peter Parker is? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. There would have to be some other subsequent scene previous where like all of the other villains get together or something, or like he's walking around New York City and sees the billboards of Spider-Man as Peter Parker and sees his face. Then he can make that assumption. We don't know if this is his introduction scene or not. It's assumed that it is because of how he just walks in and says, hello, Peter. But um, yeah, I think this is obviously a, a Toby moment for that reason. 
But there's also what I just said. Like, maybe we're not going to get Tobey Maguire in this movie. Maybe we're not going to get Andrew Garfield in this movie because all these villains pop into this universe and it's all over New York City that, you know, Spider-Man is Peter Parker and they see his face everywhere. And so they just know now, like, that's who Spider-Man is. Uh, But then also the way that they angled the Tom Holland part of that little scene kind of makes it seem like there's multiple Peter Parkers in that scene. Like uh, Doc Ock comes up, he sees the Tobey Maguire one and he's like, Oh, hi Peter. Like, and then it cuts to a scene where there's multiple Peter Parkers. Like maybe there is Andrew Garfield's Spider-Man in there too. And he's on the right side. Tom Holland's is on the left side on top of the car boom and then w would be in the middle and that's what i i don't know that's what i was kind of thinking I, that's i don't care who who you are or what you are if you got a prediction i want to hear it because mm-hmm. this is the movie of all movies to to do this i i don't want to put this out in the universe right now but i'm really nervous because with the way covid rates are going up my my biggest fear is that this is going to get pushed back mm. because they want this movie. There's no no reason on this earth that this movie does not do more than um, Avengers two, more than Black Panther, more than Captain Marvel. Like this should be only behind Infinity War and Endgame. That's it. Mm-hmm. So if they see people are not going to the theaters. Yeah, this thing's gonna get pushed back, yeah. and that's what I'm terrified of right now. But God, I'm hoping we get a, a Christmas. Re- I mean, what's better than a Christmas release? Nothing Come on, man. Nothing. So that's my little Debbie Downer moment. I, I'm really hoping we don't get that. But um, as for yeah, as for your thoughts, I'm. I think we talked about this initially. I think you were leaning towards like not even being too high on seeing the other Peters. Is that correct? Back in no, the day. I mean- because you were you were more, a little bit more towards like the I want Tom Holland to be yeah, the uh, uh, overwhelming. Yeah, I didn't. I I want to see the other. I want them to have that moment. Yeah, and I want us to have that moment. Right, because we deserve that for sure. We've gone so far without having them get their shine, you know. Um. So I want that moment. The the, the biggest problem, yeah, is is that I want to see the Tom Holland Spider Man like go through some stuff. You know what I mean? Like, and you can say that he's been through a lot so far. Sure. But, man, if you didn't see the Tobey Maguire Spider-Mans and the other, and, and even the Andrew Garfield one, uh, which there was, what, two of those? Yeah. Um, they went through, like, very traumatic, emotional roller coasters. Like, if you're Peter Parker, right? Tom Holland, Peter Parker. We've never seen Uncle Ben, so we do not even. He's not even, even on know. the box He's not anymore. Even, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we haven't seen Uncle Ben in this, this series of movies so far at all. We've seen Ant Man. Uh, he has a close friendship with Ned. Uh, 
obviously like a sort of like relationship with with Mary Jane who wait I don't even know if her name is actually Mary Jane I don't think it was ever named like blurted out that her name is Mary Jane it's just MJ could be like I could be mistaken but um he's lost Tony Stark and it meant a lot to him for sure and it was very heartbreaking for him to go through that experience I guess you could say that's his Uncle Ben moment because we haven't seen him lose anybody like that. But man, like when you go back and you look at like Spider-Man 1, for example, not only did Peter Parker lose his Uncle Ben, who he was extremely close with, and blamed himself for it, he also was being terrorized and his family and loved ones were being terrorized by the green goblin which is also oh, yeah, a at person, all times yeah which he was, was living on edge yeah which was also a person that he was close with like man like he's close with harry osborne and he's close with norman osborne and both of those and in, in that one movie you see those relationships kind of formed and you understand that those are relationships so not only does he have to kill somebody who he's friends with but he also has to take the life of his one of his best friend's dad while also if he doesn't well now he has to worry about the life of his aunt may and his love interest so like that's just one movie like man like toby mcguire spider-man you can say what you want about three three was really weird like emo Spider-Man was probably the worst thing. Well, keeping but like, it real, like as a kid, seeing all those, it was kind of like watching Pirates of the Caribbean three. Mm-hmm. It's an absolute mess, mm-hmm. but it was a lot of fun. It was <laughs> like you get to see a lot of so different pirates. Yeah, you get to see a lot of cool villains. Yeah, they went really big and didn't have a, a well-executed plan. Yeah, but they're getting another chance. Exactly, exactly. Which is something else that I wanted to get into with this trailer breakdown too. Not only did we get Alfred Molina as Doc Ock, we got, we're getting Green Goblin. We don't know which kind okay. of Green yeah, Goblin hold on, it hold on, is, hold on, hold but on. we're getting Green Goblin. You can't just do that. No, we yeah. know which Goblin it is. It's Norman. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, yeah, we don't know if it's going to be like, <laughs> dude, if he comes out looking like the Power Rangers villain he, he did <laughs> in the early 2000s, I, I think I kind of love it. I do too. I, I love I that. I love it. That it was practical so too. Awesome. It wasn't CGI. I mean, yes. it was. It, well, you know, some of it was, but well, the outfit yeah. was was mm-hmm. well, it wasn't legit. It wasn't uh, what's the actor's name? He, he was a little bit old at the time. But, oh yeah, yeah, um, yeah, Willem Dafoe. Yeah, Willem Dafoe. Uh, but man, went. Let's talk about it. Mm-hmm. So everybody knew Alfred Molina's Doc Ock was going to be in the movie. We weren't really sure how yeah. or what he was going to look like or any of that stuff. But one thing you did not believe this was going to happen. Mm-hmm. We we didn't have a fight about this, but we we debated. Yeah, and I said if there's one villain I want to see in this thing is Green Goblin, Green Goblin, and we get it in the first trailer. In the first trailer, we get the little pumpkin bomb and the Willem Dafoe laugh. And and let's keep it real, nobody else can play this character nope. in this saga. Nope, but Willem Dafoe. Nope, and they don't have to de-age him much. Mm. Uh, they did de-age some some Alfred Molina, but. It's going to be crazy. <laughs> like, this is going to be insane. I'm so excited for this. 
I didn't see this coming. Number one, my biggest thing is like Willem Dafoe's like oh old now. Like he's much older than he was then, and he was kind of older then. <laughs> so like twenty years has gone by. I man, like let that man rest. <laughs> you know what I mean? But you know maybe he just saw that check and was like, you know what? <laughs> let me let me make this. Let me let me do this, dude. Why not? Why not? Exactly. Um, so cool. Yeah, but what I was what I was alluding to here is not only are we getting those two, we're not just getting those two, we're getting what I think is a lizard. Oh, that's a lizard, no doubt. Electro. When, when you pause it and really like brighten the screen, there's no doubt. Yeah, electro, Sandman. Is it electro or shocker? Electro. Okay. Uh, because I think that's where Jamie Foxx is coming in. Right. I, I would, dude. I was. I know who it is. The, the it's names, just in my mind, I yeah. just like it's the same name. The names don't <laughs> you know? make sense. Yeah, the yeah. names make no and sense. And honestly, Andrew Garfield's uh, Spider Man, I had nothing against it. I enjoyed mm-hmm. it, but it's forgettable. It's very forgettable. So. It's extremely forgettable. The only one that wasn't to me was the, the first one. The first one was pretty cool. I liked that one a lot. The I one can't with the lizard. much about the first. I, I do remember the lizard stuff, but yeah. honestly, I, I had, I, I forgot which movie the lizard was from yeah. specifically. <laughs> to me, he's the most slept on villain. Uh, well, in, in that's the, the thing, man. I'm Scott. telling you, everybody but, hated on like Sandman. He's a pretty cool character. Sandman's dope. He's dude. got a nice backstory. He's back. Yeah. And Sandman, along with Electro, is pretty cool because yes. you got electricity and sand coming yes. together. Yes. So that can make some really cool stuff. I mean, we got to see Spider-Man. Like we've talked about it. Um, I think me a little bit more than you was a little bit unaffectionate about the Spider-Man trilogy, but it was never an issue about the movies. I just had this lack of emotional connection towards uh, the Spider-Man character himself. Which one? Tom Holland. Uh, Oh. oh, Just the character. I was just like, like when he dusted, uh, the majority were absolutely distraught, and I was just like, okay. Um, (laughs) But the villains, like Mysterio's uh, elemental villains were really cool. That was really cool. And, and Sandman is like the fifth version of one of those. And I can't wait to see how that translates on the big screen now. One of my big things with that Mysterio thing is it's not over, man. Like that, Oh, he's alive. This is, no, 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 no. I don't, I don't care about Jake Gyllenhaal's Mysterio. What this multiverse stuff does, it brings in the opportunity of the actual like Mysterio the Mysterio that we know and love to possibly pop in somewhere because this was like Ben Affleck. <laughs> yeah. This was a charade of sorts. Like he's just literally throwing out these like Charade. weird images and stuff Shang-Chi. like that. And like, it's not like a, he's, it's not like he's an actual, like, you know, uh, magician or like no. has any kind of sorcerer technical. skills. Yeah. It's nothing technical. It's all like, you know, well, and the organization that p- put up Mysterio is still around too. Yeah, I know it's not like where you're going, but just yeah, for sure. FYI to people, right? Like that's still Jake Gyllenhaal's character. <laughs> if there's any anybody in the MCU that would have faked a death outside of Loki, it's that character. Yeah, it's exactly right. So yeah. we we might be getting a lot here. Um, so we've got Sandman, we've got Electro, we've mm-hmm. got the Lizard. We've got the goblin. Uh, the goblin, and we've got Doc Ock. That's so that is five. five of a Sinister Six. Sinister Six. So vulture. we have, yeah, I mean, we have options. Mm-hmm. The Vulture is one of them. Craven the Hunter is another. Um, we've got, what's his name? Uh, Morbius. And then we've got the Symbiotes. Mm-hmm. So I would assume 
this would be where Walter and Randy uh, Savage. Oh, dude, I was, I was saving that. <laughs> I wanted to. Oh, <laughs> saving that. I hey, was really saving it's that. It's still one. there. Like, but um, man, uh, Sinister Six. I I think so. Correct me if I'm wrong here, but weren't we supposed to already have Morbius by now? Like, it was obviously affected by COVID. Yeah, I got pushed back. We saw Vulture in the trailer for that. Yep. Which you can only be, like, led to assume that he breaks out because of Morbius or something that happens in that movie. Right. So, yeah, he's out there. So, that's easy. That's the easy shoe-in for the Sinister Six. Uh, When I think that that's what the purpose of the trailer is. I don't think that the purpose, like, you're not going to put massive reveals in the trailer. No. These are massive reveals, but I think they're holding on to something else. You don't because that's how Marvel does. Well, and, and by the way, just to cut in really quick, none of the villains were working together except for Electro and Sandman, so we haven't yeah. seen any collaboration between them. No, yet. yeah. So you'd have to have some kind of scene of like unity between them and and a leader. Yeah. Which is gonna be insane because I think you're you, you might get into this scenario where if Doctor Strange so, cool. so if Doctor Strange is like a villainous yeah, character, I wouldn't think he's a six, but maybe he's off doing something else while Andrew Garfield, Tom, Tobey Maguire, Tom Holland are now left to fight the Sinister Six by yeah. themselves. Well, mm. And there and there could be a leader of the Sinister Six that's not actually in the Sinister Six too. That's yeah. just pushing them. pulling the strings. Um, yeah. By the way, Rhino's the other one that um, Rhino is still out there and available. He's available. We have never seen Rhino. We in, have. In a, in a, we have. We have. Um, Which movie? I can't pinpoint it, but he's been on screen. And we have uh, Prowler. Oh. But yeah, we'll I see. think I know what you're talking about. Yeah, um, Rhino would be pretty neat to see was rhino paul what's his name hmm? paul something oh, here we go with the name <laughs> paul i don't know i'm trying to remember but yeah rhino and prowler are the only other two names that would would stick out as possibilities but mm-hmm. i think those are more i don't know just less obvious yeah um if we get into a craven Cra- the hunter situation I don't know. It it could be something that they show, but he's not in. Uh, that's what I would do if, like, if we're getting into, you know, <laughs> how you would kind of depict the thing. I I would uh, if if you're gonna do if Craven's gonna have any appearance in this movie, I would I would save it for the end because I would rather have an entire movie of Spider-Man and Craven versus him being part of the Sinister Six or something. I have a question for you. Yep. So. In all forms of media with Marvel, Sinister mm-hmm. Six really has never been just six for a long period of time. Mm-hmm. So the Sinister Six is really just a name for a bunch of villains. Prominent. So yeah. it could be seven, eight, nine, ten plus. Mm-hmm. However, in my opinion, for the casual viewer to call something a Sinister Six you would like to stick to six because of the movie and just, does that make sense to you? Like, yep, absolutely. It's a little bit weird for introduce, introduction of a Sinister Six and then there's eight people on the screen and people are like, wait, I don't get it. Yeah, it, it's like calling the Avengers the Avengers Six. <laughs> right. Okay, so Spider-Man's not an Avenger? Yeah. You know, Doctor Strange isn't, yeah, I, I see exactly what you mean. So for the casual 
Uh, yeah, absolutely. You would want to limit. You wouldn't want to put yourself in that situation where it becomes too mucky because we're getting into the multiverse anyways. And the way that they're going to have to navigate storytelling so that people aren't confused is already like a battle in itself. So to make something more complicated, like just stick to Sinister Six, just stick to those six, you know, whatever six you pick. You know, if, if, if it's Vulture, that's the sixth person, it's Vulture. If it's not, then it's whoever else you pick. But that's the Sinister Six. Yeah. Uh, and to be honest, another thing, too, to keep in mind, they don't have to call them anything. I Yeah, that was also yeah. what I was going to say. Like, you don't, have, you don't have to have a scene where Norman Osborn's like, where are the Sinister Six? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and, it sounds like, you know, uh, what's the huh? What's the guy uh, in the memes? With the running J. Jonah with Jameson? The, no. Oh. The, the, the the skull guy, the, the skull guy in the memes. Yeah, um, I'm always messing up with names. <laughs> the skull, um, that dude with the the blue and the purple and oh oh Skeletor. Yeah, Skeletor. Yeah. That's what it sounded like. Yeah, yeah, yeah I, I agree. I think if anything, somebody will describe them as sinister, mm-hmm. but you will never ever hear the word sinister six. Just as we've really never heard the names of hardly anything until way later on Mm -hmm. or maybe something on a screen where they identify them maybe the shield identifies them as the sinister six or something yeah clint barton was never called hawkeye yeah so wanda forever right scarlet witch yeah and scarlet was not called black widow either by anybody but her foes yeah you know yeah they don't so, <laughs> so they, they don't, don't they don't hold signs that yeah, say right uh, it, there's no like lounge sinister 6 only no none of that now if Vince McMahon was running the show then you'd have some kind of scene like that right <laughs> we are the sinister 6 <laughs> so the question for me becomes what is that triggering force what is the uh <sighs> See, velociraptors mm-hmm. uh d- domina <laughs> whatever that <laughs> Omnimus yeah. Rex or something. Undeminous they all, Rex? Uh, what is it? Undeminous Rex? No, it's uh, uh, something like that. But something. That, who is the guy that they all bow to that makes them attack Peter? And what what is the reason for them attacking him as well? Like why why are they are they a scared dog dropped into a universe and instinctively they attack? Is there actual vendettas here? What what's going on here? They all. Not all. How many of them have died? Uh, Goblin. Goblin died. Doc, Doc Ock died. Did, Electro did too, didn't he? I think so. Lizard. Sandman did not die. No, Sandman was like arrested or something. Yeah, Sandman did not die. I'm not sure about the lizard at the moment. Lizard. He probably did because of the horrible poison that was to Yeah, him. I think he died as well. But these are people with... So... Uh, let's, f- for one quick moment... Are they taken from the place right before they died and they're just like in this new universe? Or maybe are they brought back by that spell that could be influenced by a Mephisto? Like it it does change things because if they know that they died at the hands of Peter Parker versus they're just still in battle with him, that's a difference of I hate you and we're having fun battling each other, you know? One thing that comes to mind here too, okay, Doctor Strange being in this obviously affects the entire movie. But 
like I said, the timing of everything is what is where we'll get clarity in this because, you know, if he who remains death happens when they're doing the spell, then yeah, you're right. Then that has to, there has to be a tipping point to make them aggressive towards hunting down and tracking down Peter Parker. However, if all of that with he who remains took place before this, then you're getting into a situation where they've already existed in the universe and they've been actively looking for Peter already. And Dr. Strange has maybe held them off and like trapped them in some other kind of alternate universe or, you know, in somewhere else to keep Peter safe. And then when they do the spell, something happens, boom, he's lost control. Now they're out. Now they're after him. Uh, I would assume if they are tracking down Peter Parker like that, it would be because of Vulture. What's the, what is the gain by them destroying Peter Parker? Um, Tom well, Holland. you look say. at uh, Norman Osborn and Oscorp, like obviously that thing fell apart because his death um and then what i can't i don't even remember what happened with harry osborne i don't know if he died or not i don't remember um uh, james franco got in some stuff so yeah and well, well, we're not whatever. gonna see him in the mcu no but um you know there there could be this thing this this uh maybe maybe dr strange or or wanda or mephisto or something is playing both sides of the fence and showing them their future. Uh, I, I don't know. That's it. That's the biggest question right now. Is is why? Like why are why are all of these? Because if you yeah. would assume that if you're coming from another universe, right? Like if you are, like you have to put yourself in their shoes, right? Like if you're Most Doc Ock, don't wear shoes. <laughs> If in like unless Their you're lizard paws, or sandman, right? Toes. Well, sandman wears shoes. Sandman wears shoes, but they he might as well be made out well of be... that one dude that makes sculptures out of paper. <laughs> yeah, or ramen. <laughs> <laughs> so right. Uh, but yeah, you have to put the, yourself from their perspective. Like, if you are Doc Ock and you are mid-fight with Peter Parker. And then all of a sudden, like multiverse collapses and all this stuff happens and everything's turned on its ear, then yeah, you're obviously looking for Peter Parker because you're still fighting him and you're still you still have some animosity within you. Like right, ev- right, right, right. Not everything changes, but well, I agree. You know, so you're the it's like the it's almost as if like you took like and I, I I use this as an example. It's a horrible example, but like if you took two like birds or something that were fighting, uh, like out in the wild, and somehow trapped them inside of like a zoo situation where they're now enclosed in a different environment, they might get acclimated to the environment for a while, but they'll probably still be fighting each other regardless. Like, even if it happened, especially if it happened in an instant, which is what would happen with the multiversal collapse. You're right. That was a horrible example. It was a horrible (laughs) example. But, like, there, you'd still be fighting. You would still have... Unless they're hungry. Yeah. Yeah, unless you're hungry. 
But yeah, you're right. If you take somebody out mid-fight, which I think is the most plausible scenario because working with death, we've seen, is very hard to do. Mm -hmm. So basically they're plucking all of them right before they died, probably, probably moments before they died. And yeah, they'll have some animosity towards Peter. And I guess, you know, it, it just becomes how... My 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 other big prediction, bold prediction. Okay. If this is Mephisto, this is a perfect example of how you get those guys in the multiverse. Number one and number two, that explains everything. Because everything. Yeah. Because think about it. Like we said, most of those villains are dead. Yeah. He could. They could have easily struck a bargain with Mephisto. I want my life back. Okay, I'll give you your life back, but you have to kill Peter Parker. Because Peter Parker made a deal with the devil, and yep. I get his soul once he dies. Yep. Exactly. Unknowingly. Ding, 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 ding. Yeah. So the quicker he dies, the quicker I get his soul. Yeah. Although, to be honest, the devil doesn't care how long it takes. I'm not... Mortal years. I, I, I truly... I, it, people who've probably listened to this point are probably like, oh, yeah, he, th- he totally thinks... No, I don't think that this is Mephisto. I don't think he's involved, and I don't think he's in this movie. But... These are at least good examples of how he could be. Well, I, I would think. say he's involved. I, you uh, think he's involved? Yeah, I think no doubt he's in here somewhere. Mm. I don't think he's present in the movie. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, oh, think, you think, yeah. I think he's influencing Doctor Strange. I think when you get into this power level of the mystical arts, you, you're not good. You are, you're in the middle. Mm-hmm. And you know you have to do some bad things to uh, you know, stay afloat mm-hmm. and... I mean, Doctor Strange is like the drug dealer on in the MCU. Like he knows the good people, he knows the bad people, but somebody's got to do it. You yeah, know? <laughs> I, that's a good thing to to bring up because yeah, you are on a very like fine line between because dude, all Doctor Strange has to do is cast one spell, and he immediately goes from hero to villain. Yeah, like, that accidentally all it goes takes, there. All it takes. So, yeah, and, and and you have to think too. Like as as practiced as he is, he's still not still that practiced. So young, yeah, he's, he's still, so new to this. He's, he's been still, doing it for like eight years. <laughs> like yeah, that's right. it. Yeah, yeah. Um, he just got his PhD. Right, right. <laughs> you see, he's wearing that. Uh, um, uh, oh shoot, what was the? Was it Columbia? What what uh, university yeah, did little... he go to? Mm-hmm. He's wearing their hoodie in the in the movie. Nice. Um. I can't remember. But yeah, it, it's kind of crazy. And we were talking about when we were watching the trailer, the first minute is like entirely Spider-Man centric. It's uh, talking to MJ. It's, you know, wearing the J's that you pointed out on the roof, uh, getting away from J. Jonah Jameson and the rest of the world that is obsessed with Peter Parker. Go ahead before I finish. Oh my gosh. I don't know why this didn't pop into my brain earlier. Go ahead. All Matt Murdock. Okay. We're going we're gonna to get Matt Murdock here. Easy, that's a that's a yeah, yeah freaking yeah. shoe in in this movie because do you he's think he was the trial. guy with the the sleeves? Yeah, okay. and he's going to trial. Like, and who's going to defend him? It's going to be probably what it. Uh, I'll, I'll back it up a little bit. When does this even happen? <laughs> yeah. Why do they have time for this? I, I'll, I'll back it up a little bit, but and I'll say up. that uh, it up. maybe it's not Matt Murdock, but it's Foggy Nelson or, or something like that. And maybe the sleeved arm or whatever that we see, maybe it's not, you know, the lawyer that's defending him. Maybe it's yeah. somebody else. But yeah, w- there's either going to be Matt Murdock in here or we're going to get some like 
nod that he's coming. Because, they might have been yeah. throwing people off because apparently when people were really looking into the body, it did not look like Matt Murdock. No. But the arms being hairy like gave part of that away. But you know, Marvel ain't giving nothing away in a trailer. No. Let's we think they do and then they don't. They give you exactly what they think you want, and they also give you what you think is big, but it's really not. And they gave us no story from the second half of the movie. Like everything mm. is Spider-Man is like okay, where I was going. Spider-Man is is in the city and he's he's he can't escape anything because uh, through Times Square, J. Jonah Jameson is yelling, Peter Parker, Spider-Man, Peter Parker, Spider-Man, and he can't get away. So it looks like at the end of a minute on the trailer, he goes to the Sanctum and meets up with Doctor Strange where, as we discussed, it is ice cold in there, which could be one of many things, mm-hmm. um, as simple as uh, both him and Wong were gone. Perhaps it just like something went wonky and a portal was open and it snowed. Um, secondarily, maybe they left the door open <laughs> yeah. um, to you know one of the places where Wong was training or something for this battle. Um, and then we see Wong saying, "Hey, don't, don't do this spell." And Doctor Strange says, "Of course, I'm not going to do this spell." Winks. And looks at Tom and winks, which is like totally not a Doctor Strange thing to do. Mm-mm. He is like egotistical and is funny and sarcastic, but. He doesn't break rules for the the fun of breaking rules. So that's the first thing that was really odd. But that's where we started with this thing. Ninety nine percent chance Wong was going off to the the battle. Easy, yeah. Uh, Shang Chi. Yep. Um. So we see Wong leave. He heads out, and that is when we see Peter and Doctor Strange. Looks like they go to the basement. Um. And he probably takes a hair off of Peter or something. Yep. And he's starting this spell of, hey, I'll make everybody forget you were Spider-Man as you requested. He's busy, you know, mixing up the the magical powers and he's got everything tilting and spinning. And then all of a sudden, Peter starts going, wait a second, everybody, not MJ, not all my friends and family and all this stuff. And basically, Dr. Strange is like, you're messing up the spell because We've learned that spells are not just the words you say, it's the emotions that impact you know, what's actually happening. Mm-hmm. So he's basically saying, if you don't feel this thoroughly, you're gonna do something weird to the spell and it's gonna create chaos. And I mean, it's, it's really annoying because that's the one moment like you're gonna really hate Spider-Man. Yeah. But uh, it's like, dude, shut up. Like, yeah. you can tell him again, like just yeah. wait, you know? Yeah. Um, but he messes up the spell, um, whether it was intentional on Doctor Strange's part, because maybe a little kid shouldn't affect him at all while he's doing the spell, because he's you know on, the way, on his way to being the Sorcerer Supreme, um, or it was completely accidental, and Peter really did kind of screw that one up. Anyway, it, the rings that are being broadcast around the room, which look very similar to the rings of life we saw in Loki, um, all there's six of them, all kind of, no, there's four of them, sorry, uh, bounce around and off each other, and and all of a sudden these rings fly everywhere and mm. collide with each other, almost like uh, the alternate realities that are branching off of the the ring of time, mm-hmm. so to speak. And then they shrink back down to this little bitty little you know thing thing of rings, and it seems like they've got things somewhat under control. But Tom uh, or Peter is like, what just happened? That's what leads us into this weird world where all these villains are at. So they're leaving it to interpretation, but they're giving us an idea that Doctor Strange did something that opened something that led to this. So 
the question becomes why these villains what else because mm-hmm. if they perhaps just brought these villains forth why wouldn't you bring also the spider-man of their time so mm-hmm. i think that's a pretty solid uh, possibility that that happened as well but this just becomes a big question fest of like what's happening why is it happening and how is it happening yeah um and and I think that you're you're spot on with that. Like the, in this trailer, they gave us pretty much the first half of the movie, probably, or like the first fourth or third of the movie. But like, y- we don't know anything of what's to come. Yeah. Uh, which is exactly what a trailer should do, to be honest. Like, even if this wasn't a Marvel movie where there's continuity with a storyline or whatever, if this was just a normal movie that was being released, yeah, you do that in trailers all the time. You show sort of a a shortened and condensed version of the backstory. And then, yeah, you show some crazy scenes that get people interested. And what is this? So, yeah, there, there's no... It, it, it sucks because we have to wait. And, we, and what's funny is we say this all the time with Marvel stuff. Like, oh, man, we got to wait four months. And then we're in December okay. tomorrow. <laughs> like we've got so. Shang-Chi and Eternals to get us through. Mm-hmm. And those are big in their own right. Massive. Yeah. They well, got to feel kind of mad though. Like Shang-Chi's got to be like, man, why did you drop that two weeks before my movie? No, dude. No. I don't no, know, man. No. I know it, it helps with interest, just like Captain Marvel getting like a boost with uh, Endgame coming up and all that stuff. But like, still, they no. got to be like, man, nobody's talking about us. What is going on around here? Uh, uh, but in a week, it's going to change. In a week, it'll change. It'll yeah. change. Because Shang-Chi is... It's going to be pretty nice. It's going to be awesome. And it's going to be something that's unique. It's going to be something that's different. Like, you, you're not going to be able to compare Shang-Chi. I don't think... You're not going to be able to compare it to anything else that no. we've seen so far. Doesn't look like it. Uh, so it's it's unique in its own right, and it's got its own flair about it to have enough interest. And it's a really freaking cool character. That we haven't seen yet. Yeah. So, like you said, it is unique. Yeah. And with the Eternals, that's also extremely unique. And my God, is this thing going to get insane? A little wild. This is going to be, I I said it before, and I think it's worth repeating, man. It's the most slept on movie potentially going forward that we have that's been announced or anything. It's easily the most slept on. And I get that they've had a massive pull with the casting and all yeah. that stuff and some people view that as like a mask uh, uh, you know in a way like they're just bringing in all these star powers just because of the name no 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 no. I, I think that this has massive not only implications but like it's gonna be so good I think personally yeah let's let's wrap up these, these Spider-Man thoughts and get into these two movies mm-hmm. um we're gonna. We don't need final predictions or anything because we got a lot of time on this the Spider Man oh, stuff. Yeah. But is there anything? I guess my my question, my main question is, do you see the symbiotes falling into this movie or the next? I would say the next. Do I, you think we'll see them? No. I don't. Okay. Think so. I, I, I think we could get a post credit scene. Oh, well, yeah. Maybe. Um, 
Yeah, I, I think that's if we do see them, it's the most likely that they'd be a post-credit scene. Um, the reason I wouldn't see them in the movie is just because it's already crazy enough. No, you're yeah, not, they're not gonna, gonna be fighting or anything. You're gonna throw things even more out of whack by just throwing symbiotes in there and stuff like that. Like carnage isn't out yet. Yeah, <laughs> and, and you're gonna. I, I think it's gonna diminish a lot of other things that's going on if you throw them in there. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, I, I don't see them coming in there. Um, but yeah, postcard scene potentially. Yeah. Yeah, it's tough because Carnage was supposed to be released by now, um, but it hasn't. So they might be putting that on the back burner if it was a post credit scene. Um, otherwise, they may allude to it just as like in, in the universe kind of a thing, just to acknowledge that it exists. Um, I think that's very possible. But do you have any other kind of last prediction, ideas, and things that you're thinking of? The one thing that I wanted to see in this I'll never see. <laughs> just imagine I'm going to paint a scene for you you have Bob the Green Ross. Goblin you have freaking Doc Ock you've got Sandman, Electro uh, whoever else, Vulture or whatever and then out of nowhere you hear Peter Parker yeah, I've been thinking thinking, thinking I had you for three minutes yeah well, here I am, back from the dead. Yeah, and I'm back and better than ever. <laughs> well, I knew that was coming at this point. Do have to handle, too cold <laughs> to hold, and I get you for eternity. Mephisto. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, uh, man, that would have been insanely cool. Even if like. Like, imagine if Randy was still here, even if it was just well, like I was gonna a say, two, three seconds. Can't exactly play it anymore, but. Right. Even if there was just like a five second cameo mention of Bonesaw McGraw, like. Maybe. That would have been awesome. Maybe. Slight, slight, slight chance. We can get an Uncle Ben moment. Oh, that'd be. Oh, man. Just that isn't. Like, we never got our Uncle Ben with this character, and maybe you don't mm -mm. need to. A lot of people don't want it to happen, but. Just an illusion. Illusion? How do you allude to something in the, the past tense? Allude. Whatever. Uh, um, Peter Parker, Tobey Maguire seeing Ben in just like a, a flashback moment. I don't know how to do it. Marvel knows how to do things, things better than me. But it's just that this is just an idea, you know? Mm, mm. Um, and, by the way, we're leaving with something semi-important out of this. Emma Stone and uh, what's her name? What's her name? Um, Mary Jane, but Kirsten Dunst. Kirsten Dunst were ah, both spotted go. in LA at the time of filming. You know who else was spotted there? And they don't. They don't just like wander around for no reason. Who else spotted? Uh, the I I nope. Not, Why would you say you know who else is spotted if you don't have I don't it on know, deck? I don't know names, <laughs> man. But describe it's, this it's, person. It's the blonde what chick character? from Daredevil who was oh, okay. the uh, she wasn't I don't think she was actually an attorney. I don't think she ever actually went to school to be an attorney secretary? in the show. But she was the secretary <laughs> for uh uh Matt and Foggy. However, she did handle a lot of like the legal side of things too. So uh which plays into that theory that like it's gonna be her and Foggy waiting for Peter Parker at the courthouse. You know what I mean? Like I, I 
one million percent stand by that, dude. If there is any bold prediction, there's too much, too much coincidence going on. And Mm -hmm. um, Toby's not on social media, so he doesn't Mm -hmm. count. But everybody's denying everything. (laughs) It makes me really suspicious. Yeah. So I'm I'm looking for it. I mean, come on, freaking Loki and Joseph, Joseph, Joseph. These freaking names, dude. (laughs) Uh, This should be the names uh, podcast. Kang. Ah. Wasn't it Joseph? <laughs> Man, I know all these things, but when we turn this mic on, um, uh, it, yeah, it Kang goes right out. Uh, the actor, yeah. Yeah. he he said, "No, I'm not in Loki. Are you crazy?" Yeah. And and Tom was like, "No, he's not in Loki." And then there he is, and he mm-hmm. steals the show in the the finale, and all these people and the the <laughs> She Hulk. She's like, "No, like Tatiana Maslavi or something." That was good. I don't yeah. know if I pronounced that correct, but I don't even know if that's the right sounds. Um, <laughs> she said, "No, I'm not cast as She-Hulk." And like four, five months later, she's cast as She-Hulk. Don't trust these people. Yeah, for real. Don't that, trust that anybody. Is a real thing. But what's hilarious is that Alfred Molina was like, "Yep, you got me." <laughs> He's been talking about it for like six months, for real. But yeah, it just seems like everybody's coming back for their their little shine. And uh, I don't know. It's gonna be it's gonna be a fun moment. You were thinking moments. Of- Jonathan Majors. Jonathan Majors, yeah. There you go. Joseph, close up. Yeah. Um, yeah, so uh, you know what? There's a lot left to talk about with this Spider-Man movie, and uh, it's got its day in the sun to come. Mm-hmm. But what is currently present and what will be coming in the near future is Shang-Chi and the Eternals. So we got like a little, I don't even know what to call it, just a little sneak peek of, of Shang-Chi that really was kind of the length of a trailer, but they didn't call it that. Uh, didn't get a lot of new stuff, but we did see a macheted, machete, machete, eh, kind of like a machete, uh, evil man fighting uh, Shang Chi on the uh, metro or whatever they call those buses over there. Um, and just a couple new scenes. Did you have any thoughts on on what we saw from Shang Chi? Not really, man. I'm just excited for this thing to come out. Like, I, it feels like we've seen trailers for a little while now. Like, it's like I don't know when the first one dropped, but it feels like it dropped maybe four months ago. Yeah, not too kind of, long ago compared yeah. to like Black Widow or something. Right. So I, I'm just, man, I'm, I'm excited for. It's almost here. Yeah, that's like, really, like, really cool part. It's a week away. Like a week away. Yeah. So it's it it's perfectly so aligned. That's a, uh, First day, mm. first day, all in movie. Yeah, I I'm... I assume I'm in town. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, we'll we'll get those first day tickets. Um, yes, sir. Check it out, review it for you guys. Have a blast. Um, Shang Chi looks like a good one. Uh, what's the one thing you're looking the most forward to in, in Shang Chi? The power of the Ten Rings themselves. Yeah, that's what I'm most looking forward to seeing because in the comics they're almost like mini infinity stones like uh they don't obviously they're not that powerful but they are extremely powerful at this point like, nothing's yeah. obvious so uh i i do want to see what exactly that power that they hold is uh because we really haven't seen them much we've seen them being put on we've seen them kind of being used but like in a weird camera angle yeah that so the mandarin killed a guy just like going like you know yeah. with his arms just kind of shoved it down at him and so it doesn't seem like it takes a ton of force to just do somebody in mm. um i'm also curious to see what they do with death dealer because uh 
that's the one character in the trailers that we've seen so far where looks everybody so looks cool. Yeah, everybody looks at that character and like, who is that? But uh really cool character. Uh and I'm excited to see what they do with the Death Dealer in Shang-Chi. Obviously it's not the big big bad. Like that's it's very clear that like his dad is the big bad. His dad is the Mandarin, after all. All so, I could think of was when I, when I saw him was Booyaka, Booyaka, 6-1. Yeah, <laughs> very much so. Or, uh, oh, uh, who was the Japanese wrestler that had the Great Muda? Yeah, yeah. that was what I thought of. Great Muda. Uh, yeah, so those, I'm, I'm just, I'm ready, man. I'm, yeah. I'm so, so freaking ready. I'm ready for the spectacle of it. Um, it reminds me, it is weird, but it reminds me a little bit of like Narnia. Yeah. Like when you get over to like the, the Asian, you know, sequences of the tournament and you get a really like, you get mysticality um, that's like, it's almost like human adjacent. Mm-hmm. Um, like Narnia was always like, it looked kind of normal, but it wasn't. Like there was mm-hmm. something off about every little thing in Narnia. I feel like that's kind of the similar feel I get from there. Like, yeah, it, there's a pond, but there's a dragon in it. <laughs> yeah. yeah, there's like, it's grass and a mountains, but there's like flying lions. The grass you know? looks a little too grassy. And the flowers are just a little too flowery. Right, 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 right. Um, I'm right there with you. It's yeah. just, it looks a little too perfect. Horses look a little too horsey. It's like it's like a Wizard of Ozzy, mm-hmm. you know? Wizard of Ozzy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah! <laughs> Ozzy Osbourne yeah. comes out of the sky. Ah! Yeah. Okay. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, I guess what I'm most looking forward to is just seeing seeing the fighting and the actual, just the the imagery of it. It looks beautiful. Yeah, um, And I think we'll get a, a cool little... Um, a new a new piece to the puzzle, and I feel like he's gonna ascend to kind of Black Panther levels mm-hmm. of like not top guy status, not magical in the sense of mystic powers of like dimensional stuff necessarily. They'll have he seems to be a little bit more powerful than Black Panther because he does have like access to other dimension stuff, but he doesn't seem to have the ability to like bend things. Mm-hmm. So. I think he fits nicely uh, in below the Thors and the Captain Marvels and everybody, but not too far um, below them and, and pretty far above the just the, the human combat fighters. Exactly. So super excited for that. But when you talk power and power, power levels and scaling, the Eternals is where you see the Captain Marvel and Thor almost looked at as a fair fight to an easier fight. Yeah. <laughs> like that's yeah. where you go, oh, one of these guys could 1v1 them and feel pretty comfortable. Yep. So what was your biggest takeaway from this? We got way more in this trailer than we did in the previous as far as some of the powers of these people. Mm-hmm. Um, I said when I saw the beams coming out of old boy's eyes, uh, we got a, yeah. sp- a, Superman, a Superman on our Superman hands. On our hands. <laughs> so what what were you thinking? Um. Hmm. Icarus could be the most beloved character coming out of this movie, uh, purely because they're we we know he has immense power, 
but like people are just gonna find him really cool. Plus, they got freaking Rob Stark to play him, which is awesome. He's a he's a good actor, and um, yeah. Uh, I, I we we struggled when we first saw the first few trailers and all this other stuff. So many Marvel fans were quick to say how and where, like. How do they fit in and where had they been all this time? And this final trailer answers all those questions. Uh, and I think it doesn't diminish what could be an awesome movie because you would assume that that's the big reveal of the movie. It's not. I, I don't, I don't think, think so. I don't think this is the final trailer. You don't think I it's the final trailer? I think there's one more. I think this is only second, right? It might be. It's usually three. So there might be more to come. There might be more to come, which is insane. Which is like so 2021. Yeah. Which is, oh my gosh, which is cr- so crazy because we got like Celestials in this one and like a, a good look at the big bad of the movie. So uh, yeah, man, this is this is crazy. And if you know anything about Thanos, know that like his bloodline is that of a celestial like his parents i believe are one was titan one was celestial so there's that to think about too like if they're going at war with a celestial then mm. <laughs> like okay like yeah yeah that reminds me of like the saluki is the the mascot of my college and I'm speaking to the to the fans right now. The Saluki is a a feared predator. Mm. And if you've ever seen a Saluki, it's like the skinniest dog you'll ever see in your life. How is it able to hunt lions? It's able to hunt lions because it chases them for so long that the lion actually dies due to basically exhaustion. That's the only way I can see you winning a fight with a celestial. <laughs> Like you're you're going up against something you can't really beat, so you got to make it beat itself, and so it doesn't. I I my brain's not ready for this movie. <laughs> like, no, these power levels are things I've never. Like, keep in mind, for everybody that's for the first time here, Spencer's more of the comic mind, and I'm more of the Marvel movie mind. When you don't have a precedent, you don't know where to start from, and when you haven't read. Uh, a thorough amount of the comics, you haven't seen true Marvel power Mm-mm. because the Hulk we're getting on screen is not the same Hulk you see in the comics. No. The, the Thor, it, it's all different. And the power levels in the comics can be portrayed much better because it's it's 2D and you're able to come and, come and go as you please. With the movie, it has to make more logical sense and it's just got to be easier to to show in, in, in you know, on screen. Yeah. So we've never had this level of power consistently throughout one movie. And that's the biggest thing I'm looking forward to is just tweaking my, it's like tuning a guitar. Yeah. Like my Marvel mind is about to be tuned by the Eternals because it's like when you have a mosquito bite and then you, you get a third degree burn, you go, I guess that mosquito bite wasn't so bad, right? Yeah. That, that's where we're at that's, with things. That's like That's a big step. Like yeah, the Infinity Stones were were crazy, but now we're getting to the point where we're we're seeing this stuff on a daily basis. Those are paperweights, and now we're dealing with celestials and gods, um, and and gods in the sense that they're 
they're true gods. Yeah. This they, isn't like Loki yeah. just got choked out. Like this is no, a different situation. Is, yeah. This isn't like an anointed god. This is a legitimate like we created fabrics and reality and like velvet and stuff like corduroy. <laughs> yeah. We've denim. We have yeah, we have created everything like which <laughs> When you really think about things from like an ideological point of view, like Marvel has kind of contradicted itself in that sense, uh, because you have Wong talking about like the Infinity Stones and that was created from a Big Bang, but yet you have gods, which hey, that's what he knew. Hence, to like creationism. So, like, I mean, sure, maybe these celestials like created universes and stuff like that. And then bang, the big bang happens and our galaxy is formed, which totally makes sense. But yeah, it's just, who was he talking to the Hulk? Huh? Was he talking to the Hulk when he was explaining that? The infinity stones? Yeah. Uh, was it, it was Hulk and Tony Stark. Was it not? right? Who yeah. are two humans. Mm-hmm. So in a way, even if he knew more and Wong's a human too, you, you almost know like everything. No one knows everything. Well, what I mean is, Regardless of how much Wong knew, explaining the universe in the terms of one singular uh, universe with the Infinity Stones and the Big Bang and all that, that seems like much easier to do than explaining multiversal like God and world creation to mm-hmm. two humans, even the smartest humans. Yeah. So regardless of who knows what, like like you said, this is just a, a playing field. This is the fourth dimension of Marvel. Yes. You know, absolutely. like we see things in 3D and now we're about to see them in 4D and it won't make sense at first. Yeah. And we had, we, we, we discussed that like the Eternals comics really aren't that great and they're a little hard to follow and they're, they're just tough reads. But um, that's, that's the beauty of the MCU, I feel like. For, for those who aren't comically like like didn't read the comics at all uh boy have they done like such an amazing job of making it so that you don't really have to you know what i mean like does it give you a broader it, it's it all right there's like the best comparison i can possibly give anything is when you have a professor that's giving you lectures and basically going over slides and it's everything that's in the book but then assigns readings from the book. The assigned readings from the book broaden your perspective. That's reading the comics. And everything that you're seeing in class taking notes on is the MCU. So like when we see Hulk and all this stuff, like you're exposed to the Hulk and you see this really awesome Hulk. But when you read the comics, you're like, oh, like he's so much more than just that. Like he's so much more powerful than that. And there's a third option too. Just not showing up to class. Not What's that option? <laughs> not showing up to class. That's the DC fans. Go to class, folks. That don't care about Marvel. <laughs> right. <laughs> That's the guys that looked at the Rotten Tomato score and were like, ah. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I think that The Eternals is probably going to be one of the better movies that we see in the, in the near future. And it's probably going to hold up pretty well, too. Like, not in the sense of like, uh, screen stuff, but like it's gonna hold up well in regards to like when we see Doctor Strange or when we see Thor, like we might still be thinking about the Eternals movies, uh, and we could be talking about the Eternals movie for 
you know, two, three years from now. You know what I mean? Like this, that's kind of how I feel about it right now. It could be that big. It could be that big of a movie. I love it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Super excited for that. Um, Shang-Chi coming up next week. We we are going to cover that. Um, we'll try to see it on probably Thursday or Friday. Yeah, might as well. Available. Yeah. Um, Always ready. Yeah. And it's going to be a fun one. We'll, we'll probably try to record uh, over the weekend and have it released at least by Monday. Yeah. Um, try to give people a few days to watch it so they don't accidentally run into a spoiler or something. But right. if you do, if you are listening and you don't, you know you're not going to be able to see it that opening weekend, um, I'll put spoiler warnings and everything. We'll even say it at the beginning. But um, join us if you'd like uh, and come back if, and listen to it later if, if you want to, if you can't see it uh, immediately. But we want to thank you guys for for joining us. And we you know had a little bit of a break, but we are back and going to be consistently posting at least at least once a week. Um, time, you know, this time of year is a little bit busy with with work and such, but mm-hmm. um, we will be staying on top of any new content and where we can, we'll be filling in the blanks with uh, fun stuff. And uh, we'll we'll fill you in on our, our Saturdays, our Infinity Saga Saturdays coming up soon. I'm super excited for that. I'm very excited. Um, we got a couple things we need to do still before we get that all set up. So it's about, about a month from now. And uh, we'll we'll let you know uh, what to expect moving forward. We'll have we'll have a show where we kind of discuss that and give you guys an idea of what we're what we're actually going to do. So we really appreciate you guys listening. Uh, it's always a pleasure, and you guys are the best fans of the world. Have a great day. Peace. <laughs>